hello. You are watching Doctor Who's Line, is it anyway? Where everything is made up and neither script nor canon matters. Ah, brilliant. Lovely, 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 Listeners, welcome back to Doctor Who's line, is it anyway? Yes, we are partway through a conversation which was supposed to be... supposed to be about the return of David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Um... Yeah, we, we've we got a little bit sidetracked, as we tend to do, and the conversation has begun to wander and meander and go on for substantially longer than we thought it was going to by the measure of something like an hour and a bit. <laughs> so we've split it into two, and this is part two of it. So without any further ado because this is uh, again it's a it's it's an hour or so so and it's not an hour or so it's not two hours for goodness sake we're, we're not quite that bad on this occasion so let's get straight on with it with the second part of the conversation with myself nick and sue i've just been scanning the 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 TARDIS wiki page. I've, I've just come across some interesting things. This is this is a nice bit. They're, they're talking about Donna's legacy, and they they say Donna was inadvertently responsible for the appearance of the Doctor's twelfth incarnation when she convinced him to save Kykilis's family from the destruction of Pompeii. The Doctor subsequently took on Kykilis's face to remind himself of Donna's plea to always save someone, no matter what. The Doctor would continue to remember Donna's words in later incarnations, with the 13th Doctor later later echoing them to Yaz, Ryan and Graham um, in different circumstances. So uh, Donna has left a legacy. And you do wonder whether the Doctor sort of feels this need to go and make amends, possibly. You know, maybe that's maybe that's going to be the back the backstory to Donna coming back. Yeah. You know. Um, and yeah, she she married according to the the Tardis wiki. They married in 2010. In spring 2010, she and Sean were married, and left the church with family and friends cheering them on. Yeah. yeah. So 2010 was the official date in the Who universe when they got married. So that's what that potentially that's going to be so, 13, 12, 13 years. So but yeah, you know. If yeah, if if the 60th is set in 2023 then we are looking at this new rose being a maximum of 12 yes or possibly maybe squeezing into 13 depending on maybe she's regenerated <laughs> maybe she fell down as a six-year-old and came back as a nine-year-old or you know um yeah who knows <laughs> 
Who knows? Maybe Rose is the timeless child yeah. who becomes the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's definitely not going to be the case, is it? <laughs> it's exciting, so to, isn't, it? isn't it? Exciting. It is. It's it is exciting. exciting. It's exciting. It is exciting. I mean, Sue's excited, but not as excited as she is about Sophie and Janet coming back. Yep. Probably, oh, I was going to say, I'm possibly not, not that excited at all because you may have fallen asleep, but no, that's not the case. No, I, I hope all this publicity feeds into Jodie's last story. I, you know, yeah. obviously, yeah, like Jodie is going, but you kind of hope it, this the centenary BBC special gets swept along with all of this. And I, I hope I hope it gives it a good boost because, you know, I think Doctor Who needs a boost at the moment. Let's be honest, it really does. You know, you know, uh, you know what's really I, I, interesting is that you know back in the day when you were watching that who the, the naysayers would come out and, rah, 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 and you you might see in a magazine somebody write something that wasn't real complimentary. Nowadays, if I said that about bad for Jody, because people have been so negative. Not everybody. Not there's a lot of people that have not, but I've and I've seen groups go up that say say something positive about the Chris Chibnall Jody Whitaker season, and if you say anything negative, we will boot you. This is a positive group, and it's it's very interesting that that even would have to be said, mm. and and you see it now because it is you have access to social media. It is all over. There are people that are just nasty, yeah. and. It's it, it's sad, and that's why I said it's kind of it's kind of making me sad with all the announcements that people will veer and go, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this, and not give you know the other the other two their due because Jody deserves a good send off just like every doctor, and Shuri deserves a good come in just like every doctor, yeah. But not, I just hope that it's more. The publicity feeds in. It's good for everybody. Everybody gets a good, a good send off, a good welcome, a good everything, and not the negative. We're thankful that this is done, and I, and I mean it to the yeah, point where it's like you, I'm correcting people's name when they'll say Chibnall, and mm-hmm. they say something else, and I said, "No, excuse me. I happen to like that season. I happen to like their episodes, and I happen to like him, and I happen to like Jody, and I happen to like." All the episodes that I saw, as you guys well know, because I was giving them ten out of ten. Most you, of you like the episodes you haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones I can't, I can't even watch all of. Them. I might be able to see just a teeny little bit of it. That's like, yep, that's a ten. I enjoyed it. The, the four minutes that I was able to watch of that one, yep, I like that one. It can be negative, and that's that's why I'm hoping that the publicity doesn't backfire and work as a. I, I don't think so. The I, I think the I think welcome. actually. Actually, what the the publicity is doing is going to feed interest for the centenary special, yeah. because yeah. part of the problem is at the moment is that the centenary special is officially part of Chris Chibnall's run, and Chris Chibnall is effectively gone. Right. So we're not really getting any publicity regarding the upcoming episode. There will be stuff that will come up because the BBC will be responsible for that and they will want to promote it as part of the centenary celebrations. So I think nearer to the time, you will get some stuff coming in about it. And I think people will 
you'll get people who want to tune in to see what happens with Jody. You'll get people who will tune in because they're wondering, you know, oh, oh great, is this is where Shooty comes in. You'll get people who, who will tune in because they'll think, oh, is this where David Tennant comes back? So you're kind of casting your net wider at the moment yeah, as opposed to just yeah. focusing on one thing. You've got three or four possible things that could be, you know, that could be coming in, that could be attracting people. And if that if that sort of becomes a bit hyped, then you could get a, a quite substantial audience mm. for for this. We don't we don't want to be raising our hopes too high for a massive audience for whatever comes in because that is not the way of television at the moment. No, no. Like we said in the last episode, the Legend of the Sea Devils overnights were two point two million, and the best on the day. Or the best for the week, I think, was five point six million or something silly like that. That's the the best for the week. There was a time when five point six million wouldn't even get you into the top ten mm. for the week, and that wasn't that long ago, because there's just so many different ways to watch things these days that people don't watch at the time. They may not watch until months later. They may not even watch through a conventional means at all. They may go straight to a to a DVD or a Blu-ray, Blu-ray because they know they like the series and they just want to watch it all together and they don't want to pay for a streaming service. So they just buy the thing when it comes out. So there's there's any number of, of reasons why the, the the figures aren't as high as they as they used to be. There's a massive amount more choice. You've got not just television, but you know, you've got unlimited access to music these days and youtube and streaming services and phones and games and social social media that, that keeps people entertained so there's there's this is the reason why things aren't getting the the, the viewing figures that they used to yeah but having said that when something comes along and it's attracting the public attention then it does tend to get a, a large figure if you're talking about doctor who's being part of a series or a special that happened a few a few months after the previous special which happened a few weeks after the special before that mm -hmm. um then it's you know yes okay it's it's back that's great lovely whereas the next one there's a six month gap that's a much bigger gap and there's a there's this is a significant episode so i'm sure that that will get higher figures and then you're looking at 11 months until the next one when that's also going to be a massive episode and you've got the potential draw of different doctors and um, what have you and potentially another regeneration in that and you know you're looked at something that's happening over a year since the previous one so naturally there's going to be a, a lot of interest in that and, and people will tune in for that so I you noticed it when when the TV movie came out. Yeah. Doctor Who hadn't been on for ages, and and had only had sort of three million, three and a half million viewers for its it, its final series. Yeah, I think it I think it did get into the fours. It goes off the air. It, seven years later, it comes back as a special, and suddenly you know eight nine million people tune in to watch it. Yeah, because it hasn't been on for a while, and it's oh gosh, I remember this this was good, and everybody tunes in to see it. Okay, we're only talking about a year, but if you look at the viewing figures for all the different seasons, the very first episode of the new series invariably does well, and then it fizzles after that mm. as 
as people don't necessarily keep up with it um, but they, they watch the first one to see if they you know, see what they think of it some people might think oh okay, well yeah okay i'm not too fussed about that but a lot of people will go oh that's great i've seen that uh right when it's all done i'll catch up with the rest of it and binge it together i don't need to, i don't want to you know wait week after week after week for it what have you whatever reasons people don't continue to stick with it but that first episode always brings in the interest always brings in the viewers so if you've got a standalone episode 12 months after the previous one you're going to get a lot of interest for it mm. particularly if it's something with something major happening like a new doctor or the last story for a, for, for a current doctor you know or something like this yeah. or, or a returning doctor coming in for a multi-doctor story look how well day of the doctor did you know, and that was less than six months after the previous episode, but the show was being hyped. It was the 50th anniversary and what have you. Massive figures for Day of the Doctor uh, and a huge success. And, you know, I, whilst I don't think we're going to go to those heights necessarily, we could be looking at something quite substantial, I think. Mm. Yeah. And I don't agree that the show is in the state of crisis that some people seem to think based purely on on the viewing figures i think where I the think show has clothes hasn't it i i feel as though the the one or two naysayers of the last year or two everybody's jumped on their bandwagons and now i agree i i don't think the trouble is that so many people have are ranting and raving that the general idea is that doctor who is a dead duck in the water and I, it's not it's not at all but unfortunately it's not that those loud screamers have had their voices heard too often i think you know i think part of the problem was peter capaldi came along as this antagonistic grumpy curmudgeonly doctor to start yeah. with wasn't particularly likable and i think that turned a lot of people off Obviously, the idea for that was that the Doctor would, would mellow and become, you know, the hero that, that he ultimately was. But for those first few stories, whilst he was heroic and wasn't evil or malevolent or anything yeah. like that, he was, he, he didn't come across as a particularly nice man a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And obviously that, that changed. But is that, this is the whole thing that they, they did with Colin Baker yeah and the show was already in a situation where it was teetering on the the, the brink of of losing losing viewers again back then and mm. then this happened and people didn't take to it and i think the same thing happened again with peter capaldi to a degree yeah um, i think he had the opportunity to turn it around and he, and he did turn it around but by that time a certain amount of viewers had been lost and mm. You were also going through this situation with you know, different ways of watching things, different alternatives to what yeah. was on the TV, being accessible to everybody and not just a, a select few. Mm. And and so viewing figures generally started to go down. I think where Jody suffered was some of the writing for her uh, her doctor hasn't been of the highest standard and some of the decisions taken weren't necessarily the right ones mm. when it came to the stories and the scenarios and things that she has been involved in 
the first series. I know Sue's a big fan of it, but the the general consensus, I think, has been that it was the weakest of the three. Mm. Uh, by, by, by some by some margin that there wasn't really any real threat the you know of the companions there were three companions but uh, you, you that didn't give you the opportunity to really focus on them Yaz kind of got left out and didn't really do anything and and it, it was all a bit wishy-washy in the end then the next season uh, I thought was was generally was tremendous um, and Flux certainly for the majority of its run I thought was was possibly even better um, but again with with both of them there were a lot of things that were there that were that were that were criticizable and a lot of um, fingers were pointed in the direction of Chris Chibnall and the way he resolves stories, the way he deals with dialogue, the way he he has people talking about things without actually showing the things happening. Yeah. And to the diehard fans who will sit and watch anything, then uh, okay, you know, you might not be uh, as fussed about it. Uh, for the general public, if they don't understand what's going on, if they don't if they can see the flaws, then that might turn them off. And so. Yeah. But here's the thing. There's yeah. going to be flaws in all TV. And I mean, it, it just is. And you cannot be brilliant in Broadchurch and suddenly lose your brain when you're working on Doctor Who. They had a thing as soon as Jody was introduced and it was a female. That was when crap hit the fan. And there were people that were determined to bring it down from that point on. It had it didn't there make were. a difference. It didn't make a difference if she would have walked, if she would have been, uh, if if the writing would have been the absolute most perfect writing, which I, I thought a lot of it was great. I'm sorry, I did. I loved the first season. I loved this. I loved all of it. So I, there's a lot of it I did. There was a couple where I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. But there it is. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Yaz didn't have a lot to do. They had a pretty crowded TARDIS. Yaz didn't have a lot to do, but she was a watcher. And, and she moved into her own. So, I mean, it's one of these things where I I really, really enjoyed it. And you don't can't be a brilliant writer, showrunner, for one story that is getting BAFTAs and everything else off the butt. You just, you just can't be amazing here. And suddenly, your absolute crap. For a start, I don't think I don't think anyone anyone is suggesting that Chris Chibnall is absolute crap. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I think some of the stuff that he's produced has been has been phenomenal. You know, you look at stuff like Spyfall. You know, you look right. at. Um, I mean, that's how you know. You look. You look at some of the episodes. You know, some of the episodes of Flux. You know, the yeah. early the early episodes of Flux. You know, there was some, there was some great stuff going on. I, I, I do us, think, but no, but, but what you what you but, also what you also have to have to consider is that Broadchurch and and the Ilk is something that is very accessible to the general public because it's something that's very recognisable in the real world. 
Um, it's set in the real world. It, it's connected to people who they can relate to in the real world, whereas Doctor Who is is otherworldly. It's fantastic. It's out there. It's kooky. It's weird. It's wild. And that's something that um, that not everybody is on board with. You know, those yeah. people who tend to be on board with it tend to be really on board with it. Uh, there are those people who can take it, take it or leave it. There are a lot of people who it's just uh, this is just all flim flam. I don't I don't get it. I don't see the appeal, and they and they don't. <clears throat> and by the same token, you know, Agatha Christie was was a great writer of detective fiction. That doesn't mean to say that Agatha Christie could write a romance novel or mm. um, uh, or a western yeah. or a soap opera. Or a science fiction show, yeah. and maybe Chris Chibnall's strengths have been in in what he did with Broadchurch, primarily. And yeah. when it came to the diversity and everything involved with all the stuff that he had to do with Doctor Who, and don't forget, he was responsible for running the show and writing and and everything, and with so many different facets to it possibly that where he he at times struggled i don't and i don't think he really wanted to be showrunner i, I don't he didn't well, he wanted to be he know. wanted to be the he wanted to he wanted to keep the show going yeah and he wanted to write yeah for it and he had ideas and he wanted to do that yeah but he had to do everything yeah and you know and in, maybe in that's sense, where he couldn't keep all the balls in the air no, and the it's, it's interesting that now you feel as though to keep the show going, they brought RTD. I mean, I think much as we're excited, we do have to ask ourselves, what is the future of Doctor Who? Because if there's only one or two people who can really keep this thing going, you know, if the man who brought it back 16 years ago, 17 years ago, is the one who is now coming back to, you know, regenerate it, then... You know, you don't have to ask, <laughs> how big is this thing? There's not many people who can handle it, maybe, you know? No, no. and... I, well, I think... Go on, Sue. And, and even that... Go on, Sue. Go. Just the, the idea that he's regenerating it. He's re, re-energizing it. He's going to make it what it used to be. I love, you know, RTD's awesome, but he's going to make it what it was. He's going to make it great again. It's like... Uh, okay, it's been great. It's been excellent. Well, he's going to bring the figures back. There are a lot of places for people to watch things now. It isn't, I mean, it's, it just is such a slap in the face to the people that have been working these past three years. It's almost like, yeah, yeah, you guys have brought it down to nothing, and now RTD is going to bring a box. Yes, it will be fantastic again. Yes. And it's like, wait a second, it has been fantastic. He may take it higher, he may lift it, but it has been good. It has been fantastic. All those actors work their guts out, and everybody on that show worked their guts out. The writers worked their guts out. It it has been great. It has been good. There were people that brought it down because they didn't like the doctor being female, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. I agree. But I don't. I don't think you could say that all of all of the issues are with the doctor being female. There's certainly a percentage of people who have right. Not every who who can't come to terms with that. 
I but mean, I think there's been a far greater. Is, but... Go ahead. There's been a far greater range of criticism regarding the actual writing. Yeah, of the writing show, is good rather good. than. It just hasn't yeah. been. Yeah, a lot of the writing, a lot of the writing has been good, but there's 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 been, you know, like I say, these these criticisms about unnecessary dialogue, dialogue which involves saying telling people things which are either which are either obvious because they're on screen or talking about things that were happening when you could actually have been showing those things too much unnecessary exposition but what about people that loved that what about the people what, that really lack of exposition enjoyed? and unnecessary dialogue i mean what about the people that actually enjoyed the conversation it was like well it's just too woke um wait a minute liked when they sat and talked and they talked about what are you feeling and they talked about, I liked that I like yeah that, that's that's not the stuff that we're talking about well that's not that's not the stuff that we're talking about previous dialogue that that no we're not we're not talking we're not talking about like additional scenes uh character-based scenes and things like that we're talking about about things like um you know when there's a battle scene and the doctor go oh they're, they're shooting at us or some or, or something along those lines well you don't need to say well they're shooting at us because you can see that they're shooting at us yeah yeah you know, think, things that are put in that are put in that really aren't necessary and people have said oh chris chris chibnall doesn't seem to have a red pen he can't remove yeah bits of dialogue that aren't necessary to be but in there i think it's interesting miles because i i for me and going back to the first season, I, I get the impression Chris Chibnall wanted to not not reverse Doctor, but wanted to bring it back to basics. And I think the first season was very simple. It was an explorer in time and space taking three strangers off and having adventures that, you know, yeah. didn't rely on any past experiences um and and in a sense i mean if you think about the old series the old series was full of overt exposition wasn't it you know and i i think partly i wonder whether he tried to evoke that too much i wonder whether he tried to take it back a bit too much to the original version the 63 to 89 version you know and but doctor who's moved on too much from that and i wonder whether you know russell and stephen moffat you know, progress Doctor Who to this clever, clever place, maybe too clever sometimes. I think maybe Chris did try to simplify things in that first season to, you know, bring a bit of a, a level playing field, which didn't go down with a lot of fans. Uh, and, and again, when you say you're a Doctor Who fan, well, does that mean you're a Doctor Who fan of the original series of this or of the series since 2005? What is a Doctor Who fan now? It's so muddy. It's so complicated, isn't it? You know, the, the show is, is such is such a, a variety of things. It's such a yeah. hodgepodge of, of, of the fundamental principles and the idea run throughout. Yeah, that much is clear. Well, but you do that... have you do have the different. A different you know you've got the uh the gritty realism of of um of series seven of season seven the early Pertwee stuff yeah yeah, yeah. you've got you've got the gothic hinchcliffe era you've yeah. got the 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 comedy of the graham williams era you've got the um 
the 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 hyper scientific Christopher Bidmead period. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you've got all of these different and and what appeals to one person may not appeal to another person. Yeah. Yeah. And so you are always going to get people with this is the reason why people have favorite doctors and least favorite yeah. doctors because yeah. things certain things appeal more than other things and that's fine that will always be the case. Yeah. Even within you know a show like a show like Broadchurch a lot of people will say you know those those who really like it oh yeah um that episode three wasn't that wasn't that great yeah um but you know oh episode four and five were an absolute corker and yeah. overall the series it was great but but you will you know there's always going to be a, a preference for somebody for for everything you could have the 10 best episodes in the show's history but ultimately one of them is first and one of them is 10th. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. you know, and, and right the way down through. So, you know, with Doctor Who, you're talking about 60 years worth nearly now of, mm. of TV. Yeah. Um, not everybody has seen all of those 60 years. No. Um, some people have grown up with it. Some people have come to it fresh. Some people have rewatched certain episodes loads of times. Some people have only caught things on the, on, on the hop. Um, so there's always going to be d different opinions of the different of the different areas, the different yeah, doctors, yeah, the different yeah, companions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's always going to be um, pros and cons f for all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I love the, the the whole show every era, irrespective and regardless. And yes. This includes yeah. this yeah. includes the, the Chris Chibnall era. Yeah. And I have, you know, I've been on record on this very podcast as saying that I thought um, that that series 12 and 13 have actually been well, series 12 i thought was was possibly the best actual overall series since the show came back i'd agree with that i would agree with that um, and series 13 yeah. for a while looked like it was going to be even better than it and i think yeah. it was just uh, a few things that kind of let it down towards the end i thought the the the, the resolution was 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 rushed and well, complicated. The whole, there was the stuff whole, in there that didn't I mean, need to be the whole in there. Thing is always going to be associated with a flux. I think for, for considering the conditions they were working under, I think they did a remarkable job with flux. To be honest. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a great I, idea. Yeah, and, and I think in, they in, did so much. They really did. For the most part, yeah. it worked. I think yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I'm glad they did it. And I'm and I, you know, I will happily rewatch it. There's no, there's no problem with that. Um, I think within the series there were standout episodes. Village of the Angels, particularly, yes, was yeah, yeah. was an absolute standout. That's that's yeah. going to go down as one of one of the best episodes of the new of the new series yeah. since it came back. Yeah, um, beyond any shadow of a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I do worry. Uh, I, I, I was just going to say I worry that you know I I feel as though with Chibnall I think he got the backlash because I think with RTD and then Stephen Moffat. They were continually upping the ante. Every season finale had to be bigger and better, and the surprises and the shocks had to be better, bigger and better. And I mean, in a sense, Doctor Who was never about that back in the day. It it was always just about good yeah. storytelling. But Doctor Who has become this big spectacle, and I I do wonder whether Chris Chibnall was trying to just edge that down a little bit, bring it back to you know, a fun once a week program you could watch. And I think very much season, his first season was like that. Season 11 was like that. And people kind of reacted badly to it. 
And, you know, I wonder whether we've got ourselves into this situation where Doctor Who has constantly, in a sense, the last few weeks have proved this, Doctor Who has constantly got to surprise us, to get us attracted to it, you know? And that, that's lovely, but it's also dangerous, isn't it? You know? Well, yeah, because there's only so much that you can be surprised at. Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. you're constantly surprised by something, eventually something will happen. It'll be, oh, that's happened now, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's not really surprising because we're getting surprises all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the saturation of things. I mean, has it become a victim of its own success? Maybe maybe Chris Chibnall was the person who, who you know, finally the shit hit the fan with him, you know, because maybe he tried to bring a bit of a level playing field to it, but the public didn't want that. The public didn't want normality or nice, easy, gentle. A lot of his, a lot of those stories in the first season were quite gentle in a lot of ways. But you know, people didn't want that, did they? They they want to be surprised and titillated, and you know. Um, so I, I I think I think that that what happened with the first series is what what we've got to remember is that it was introducing a new showrunner, new mm. characters, a new Doctor. A f- the first female doctor the show moved to sundays yeah 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 and in that respect uh, ding ding so that's my clock and in that respect you're potentially you're you're looking at uh, a, a different audience because yes. you've got the audience after country file yeah yeah, yeah. um you know and songs of praise and stuff like that people who watch tv on a sunday afternoon a sunday evening sorry um you will have a carryover audience from the people who who, who know the show but yeah. you also potentially you are finding a new audience for the people who just watch the tv on a sunday mm. and it follows the shows that they like to watch and it's like oh well shall i cont- shall i watch this or not so going for something that was a little bit less threatening less continuity based yes yeah, I think that was possibly a deliberate choice to ease people into it. Yeah, I think where that didn't work is that there wasn't enough in there to to make people go, oh, mm-hmm. there wasn't enough, enough 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 of a grip, enough of a yeah. wow factor. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah. have you did have that. That happened on occasion. You had things like Rosa yeah. um, and Demons of the Punjab, yeah. which were which were great episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, the rest of them were, um, you know, they were they were there. They were. I mean, there, it, there it seems some a lot better than others, now, doesn't it? We're talking about uh, yeah. 2018. We're talking about, but you see, I remember talking to friends at the time who weren't necessarily Doctor Who fans, but a lot of my friends were what, watching it because they felt it was accessible again, which was interesting. Yeah. You know, they they weren't Doctor Who fans, yeah. but I had. You know, um, various people, you know, lady, women, girls I know who were saying, oh, Doctor Who is quite good, isn't it? You know, so it was, appear- it was appealing to women and it was appealing to lots of different people who weren't necessarily Doctor Who fans. But I suppose, you know, with the with hindsight now, the Doctor Who fans have kind of, you know, realigned that view of that season, haven't they? But I, th- I think it was, I think people did like it. If you like, the, the not we liked it <laughs> but uh, now as fans we're kind of being told oh it didn't quite work you know um you've also got to you've also got to consider that back in the original run of the show 
with a few exceptions, you know, the key to time series, things mm. like the Black Guardian trilogy uh, and stuff like that, that there, there wasn't really an arc that ran no. through no, through no. the stories generally. Yeah, Most yeah. stories were standalone. Yeah. And when Russell brought the show back and we and we had the bad wolf thing, mm. which wasn't really it wasn't really an arc per se. No. It was more um it was more little things that were dropped into yeah. each episode that yeah. at the end you found out fundamentally what it was all about yeah. you know in the second the second series we had we had torch which Torchful. was fundamentally yeah. the same thing it, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't really an arc so much mm. as it was drip feeding little things that, yeah. that for things that were coming in later as opposed to recently we've had proper arc based stuff so yeah. we've had you know the whole joe martin doctor thing we've had flux obviously was effectively one story mm. And when the show was on originally, there were a lot of people who would have liked to have seen something on a more ongoing basis, on a more ongoing story basis. So continuing th- threads and themes that had, that had happened in recent episodes and yeah. having something that was seeded in the first part of a series and then, yeah. you know, and then wove its way throughout it and, and came to play in the in the end of it all. Whereas in the recent past that's fundamentally all we've had yeah you know we've had a lot of that we haven't we haven't had real sort of episodic stuff for a while with the possible exception as you say of of jody's first first series yeah 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 you know the the odd episode here and then but a lot of it, it it's been arc 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 yeah. Yeah. and and i've noticed that we've had uh, the, something that's going through a similar phase if you like to doctor who is star trek Mm-hmm. Um, Star Trek very popular when it came out. It got cancelled. It got brought back. Um, it came back as a new series. It did extremely well. It kind of reached saturation point. It disappeared for a while. It's come back uh, with a bang with with films and a new series. And suddenly there's there's offshoots of it left, right, and centre that are coming out. And most of the stuff that's come out recently has been arc based. So you've got Discovery, which has been arc-based. You've had Picard, which has been arc-based. And the latest one that's come out is Strange New Worlds. And the whole thing about Strange New Worlds is that it's taking it back to the fundamental first series of Star Trek, the original Star Trek, where it's just story of the week finishes next week, story of the week, unconnected. There's going to be a certain amount of stuff that that will potentially sort of filter through, which is character stuff, but... But standalone story, standalone story, standalone story, standalone story, and people seem to have jumped on this and praised it because it's it, because suddenly it, it's the reverse of what it used to be. Yeah. People used yeah. to say, yeah. "Oh, but this why isn't why don't things follow through? Um, yeah. You know, why do you have to tell something all in one story? Why can't you yeah. you have some of it here and then add a bit to it in the next one?" And 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 it's almost as if we've been bombarded with this, and now we just want something more more traditional if yeah. you like yeah, yeah, and yeah. i think i think the way to go is is probably to to mix it up like yeah. that so that you have well, yeah. you have a season where it's fundamentally standalone but you might have some stuff that's arc based or you have a, a season like flux which is effectively all one story and it's very much arc based and there's nothing standalone you mix it up. and that's i this, think that's very hard for people because if you miss something you miss yeah a lot and i that's why i am not really into the arc base as much i mean flux was great 
but and and there was a lot of stuff I had to kind of catch on the side because it was such so flashy. But um, and I just had to go with it. Just read, you know, read what I could and watch what I could and, and go with that. But this whole business about oh, it has to be, you know, the episodic is so boring and so slow and blah blah blah. Because I've had friends where I've said, you know, why don't you come back and watch the classic who? And they've come back and said, it is so slow, I can't handle it. It has to be all this crazy, crazy, like, hyperspastic, Matt Smith, hyperspastic, um, David Tennant, hyperspastic, Tigger, you know, like, I'm, I'm bouncing around on his tail, just up and down. And then it was like, what was it? David David Tennant was referred to as Tigger, and Matt Smith was refer, referred to as Tigger on speed. Because <laughs> it was like, bing, 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 bing. Everything is fast and quick. and 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 all that and they they couldn't handle the slow pace of what doctor of classic who or episodic who mm -hmm. as opposed to arc based yeah yeah it had to be an arc had to have the arc yeah. where's the arc why is it going there? there's no arc and it's like this is crazy you guys back in the day there wasn't a real arc i mean it was big if they had a two episode thing where it went from episode one to episode. Yes, Jody, that's right. You tell him. And she, yeah, uh, tell him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Go ahead, tell him. Let him know, Jody. Go ahead, tell him. You didn't like that arc face, right? No, she says. So you got it straight from the dog's mouth. <laughs> that's yes, her name is, I love. I love right. the fact that you've just been heckled by your dog. That's cool. Actually, no. She's she's standing here saying, "That's right. I like the episodic." <laughs> and you, That's I, a perfect I ending, with, isn't it? <laughs> I agree with I agree with Nick. The first the first um, episodes with Jody, they felt very much like going back into classic Who, and it was such a relief. And I thought, oh, I love this. I love the fact that it's episode by episode. You miss something, you're not missing a huge chunk. Mm. And have to go back and catch up. If you miss an episode and you don't want to go back and rewatch it, there it is. You're not missing this chunk and have no idea about what's going on in the future. Yeah. It was just easy and relaxed and it felt like coming home. It felt like yeah. coming back to the classic who. And I'm a huge classic who person. However, I did, I, I loved uh, um, nines episodes and, you know, and, and some of tens and a couple of elevens. And, you know, so, I mean, it, you know, there it is. But I was a classic Who fan. And I have a friend that won't watch classic Who to save her life because it's not fast enough. But but this is, this is you know, what I was saying previously about there's always going to be things that appeal to some people and not other people. Right. And right. part of part of <laughs> Doctor Who's success, I think, has been the fact that it, it has changed and it has it has moved. Doctor Who has is the has been in television terms what the likes of Kylie Minogue and Robbie Williams were when they were they were successful, and in in as much in as much as they changed their styles. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it yeah. wasn't always the same thing all the time. Yeah, you know, uh, and and they brought out different styles of music and different genres of music and and, and what have you. You know, Robbie did his swing stuff and he's done yeah. his. His sort of ravey stuff, and then his his pop stuff, and then his quirky stuff, and and just and and Doctor Who is the same thing. Doctor Who is cannot be pigeonholed apart from saying it is a science fiction fantasy series. Yeah. But within that, 
it can be a western a soap opera uh, yeah. a courtroom yeah. drama yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it can be anything because yeah. of the format of the show yeah. and it can change it's the only show where you regularly change the main cast but you change the main production crew you change the the, the title sequence you change the sets everything changes the music everything and, yeah I mean, the music the composers it is and and this is this is one of the reasons why the show stays fresh because there's always a fresh pair of eyes uh and a fresh pair of hands controlling it and and and, and that's great and that will always be the case we're always going to have our favorites from the what's been on, gone on in the past but there's always the excitement of the next thing could be the best thing that the show's ever done yeah we don't know yeah. or it could be the worst thing that show's ever done and if it's the worst thing that show's ever done after that that could be the best thing so yeah. you just you just don't know um but there's but in each era that comes along there's something that appeals to somebody yeah. so you've got people who, who who can't stand you know the colin baker era and there are people who love it people who can't stand the william hartnell era and the people who love it and it's the same with the new series you know, yeah. bit people who, who rave about Tennant and people who, who, who really don't like him at all. You know, and even within the realms of, of our podcast, we get that because Kat's not a huge 10th Doctor fan. She's not, not, not against David Tennant. She's not a huge 10th Doctor fan. She's not really keen on the 10th Doctor at all. Whereas a <laughs> lot of people... she's the 10th Doctor. <laughs> I think that's she, funny. Yeah, but that's the whole reason why she plays the 10th Doctor. Because she I didn't doesn't like him. That. Yeah. That's cute. That's cute. That's you know, cute. so so you're all you're always going to get that that difference yeah. of opinion and what have you, and and that's why, if you produce a series where you've got the different t- styles of story, and the different the different themes and what have you, there then you've got something in there that appeals to everybody. So you might not like episode one, you might love episode two, episode three, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, episode four was a good one. Episode five went down a little bit, didn't it? Because it's just different things going on with it. Well, and there are, that's I do your have opinions and other opinion other opinion other people might have a different opinion to that you know yeah, and all oh, the first three episodes are great the fourth the yeah. fourth episode i'm not so sure episode five my god what's going on with that and somebody else what are you talking about episode five? it was fantastic <laughs> yeah. what's the metal so, i can hear metal clanging what's what's that metal clanging sound i suspect that it's something to do with jody I have to. I have to feed Jody. I, guys, I gotta feed the dog. Are you giving Jody's Jody's stop, feed, stop feeding her metal? Oh, yeah. You're trying to turn no, her into canine. Oh, no, Cyber Jody. Cyber Jody. <laughs> Cyber Jody. Clever. Clever. Oh. <laughs> I think we've got three podcasts here. You know. <laughs> At least oh, I think we so we do we we do we we are looking looking at the point where we might have to split this into two to be honest. Um, <laughs> well, I have right, to go, so I have to now feed the tiger. So feeding the tigers a little bit. You got a tiger as well, Sue? Oh, are, I do. Are we talking Randy here? No, we're talking <laughs> little Shih Tzu, who is the monarch of the house. So uh, he he runs From everything. Tiger to house. little Shih Tzu. Yeah. Tiger is a little. <laughs> I went to a shit zoo once. <laughs> just just had a donkey and a mouse. Oh my God. Brilliant. Oh God. H I H. Back in the day. Shit zoo. But, it, but here we pronounce it shit zoo. So and believe me, he has a little. <laughs> That's a good one. Perfect ending, Miles. 
remember what we came here to talk oh, about. Yeah. What, what were we talking about two hours ago? David who? Well, well, <laughs> fundamentally, <laughs> we have been talking. We've, we've been talking about about the David Tennant, Catherine Tate thing, but obviously, yeah. you know, there yeah. is there is so much that's coming up that that yeah. we that we can't help but but speculate and and draw that into the conversation. Yeah. But yes, so that's so that's what we thought about the David Tennant, yes. Catherine Tate. Well, just to be fair here, it's not that I do, I dislike David Tennant's doctor. That's not what I'm saying. Um, what I'm saying is that I just hope it doesn't draw from. I know that my friends are already going, who? Jody, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Tennant! Ah! And that's my friends. and They're probably in their yeah. 30s. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. But you see, I, I I sometimes try and divorce myself from being a Doctor Who fan, and I think, how is this all going to play out to the general public? Because I've said this before, I, you need the public on your side for this show to work. Yes, you need fans, but you need it to appeal to the public, and this is a goldmine at the moment for the public. And I think, you know, regardless of our views on the past four or five seven or eight years we we need the public back on side and i think this is so important at the moment well you know i want i want doctor to be loved again that's the bottom line and i don't i, I don't think it is and i you know i think this is this is you know, something where, it is. where it you is could one. say that that um that, that star trek has been doing quite clever things because they've brought in, they've, they've come in with Discovery, which is effectively a continuation of the of the saga. Yeah. But but a new thing with, yes. you know, and they've gone off into a you know a, a, into the future and they're experiencing things which Turn completely in. completely unrelated yeah. to what's gone on in the past. Yeah. Okay. Um, guys, I gotta in, go. I have to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. It was bye wonderful. Bye, bye. bye everybody. To everybody out there. Bye. See you soon. Star Trek has reinvented itself. I think Doctor Who yeah. needs to, to a certain but, extent. But then, but then, but then they've they've brought in they've brought in Picard as a series, yeah. which is heavily nostalgia based. Yes, yeah, know, yeah, to yeah. the extent that that Picard series three is, to all intents and purposes, going to be Star Trek: The Next Generation yes. series eight. Yes, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then they've brought in Prodigy, yes. which is basically yeah. aimed for the kids. Mm. And then they brought in Strange New Worlds, which yeah. is an episodic thing, which yeah. is harking back to the original series. And there's going to be there's going to be some nostalgia stuff from there. But it's story of the week thing. And that these yeah. other things have been. And they've brought in Lower Decks, which is a yeah. cartoon oh, comedy series. Yeah. yeah. You know, which which has yeah. got these which has got new things going through it but it's also got all the you know the the the, the easter eggs and the and the, yeah. the continuity references and things for the old fans so they they brought in kind of different series with, but all appealing to different people potentially mm -hmm. yeah. like people who who, yeah. who lock on to one series like say picard for example and go oh, it's fantastic <laughs> and other people who mm. who rave about lower decks because they love the humor and the fact that it's you know it's not taking itself seriously and it's short and it's yeah uh, and, it's, uh, and what have you and Doctor Who could end up doing the same thing yeah. you could end up with with the main show which changes as it goes along but then you've got you could have things like like it like we had before with Torchwood yeah. aimed at the the adult yeah. audience 
a bit more serious, a bit more gritty. Yeah. And then Sarah Jane Adventures Sarah Jane. aimed at the, the younger the yeah. audience, a little bit more lighthearted and, and what have you, but still with that sort of scary side to it. And, and just, you know, and people said when that was on, well, Sarah Jane Adventures is basically more like Doctor Who used to be yeah, exactly. back in the day, yeah. whereas Doctor Who now is not quite what Doctor Who yeah. used to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, so by doing that, you, you could potentially throw the yeah, net wider and, and, and yeah. And yeah. grab all the people who like when these different series who like it, but tie it all into the main show. Yeah. So that the people who like the spin-offs, knowing that it's come from the original show, come to the show and then find something that they like in that. So they could yeah. use all the other series to actually grow, you know, divert attention back to the main show again. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fascinating to speculate on what exactly was going to happen. It is. This. I just, you know, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think, yeah, obviously as Doctor Who fans, we, well, we're Doctor Who fans and, you know, we, we will love it and we will tear it to pieces in equal measure. But, I, I do think at the end of the day for Doctor Who to succeed, it should never be niche, should it? It, it has mm. to appeal. I, I, you know, I want, you know, back in 2005, wasn't it wonderful to hear the public loving Doctor Who again, you know, mm. to talk about it and not be ashamed of it. And I, I think we need to get back to that stage. And I, I'm, I think Russell is aware of this as well. I think he knows this is what we've got to get back to. You know, Doctor Who's got to become mainstream again to a certain extent, you know. It's got to be mainstream. It also you've got to catch the younger viewers. You've yeah, got to catch definitely. You know the the eight to fourteen year olds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because if we never had the eight to fourteen year olds, then once you get past six or seven years into the show, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Then 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 your 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 core audience is gone. It's gone. And yeah. your future yeah. your future audience is gone. Yeah. Because you know no one's watching it from eight to fourteen. Yeah. So then once your original audience goes, then there's there's no one there that used that used to watch the show. Yeah. So you've got yeah. to have and Doctor Who's always had that family appeal. Yes. That, that it, it, yeah. it's it's a curious thing because for something that was kind of thrown together, it was designed fundamentally for children. Yeah, yeah. Being part entertainment, part educational. It was something that adults caught on to and liked. So yeah. it became family viewing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the the stuff that that's been the mainstays of the show's success throughout the years is stuff that's almost come along accidentally yes. along the lines. Yes. Yes. But there's yeah. always been that, always been something there that's drawn people in, and it's drawn yeah. people in in such a such a way. Yeah. That for a lot of the the lot of the show's history, it was considered quite quite niche and quite culty because the people who loved it tend to really love it but it always in, instilled those those emotions and those reactions in people and as time has gone on that's something that only seems to have grown and grown and grown to the yeah. extent that the show when it came back suddenly became this this mainstream hit yeah 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 which you know it had had that a couple of times before yeah. with, with dalek mania and then during tom baker's time but this properly thrust the show into the limelight yeah. and yeah. it's kind of stayed there as one of the, the biggest shows of the BBC ever since. Whereas yeah. before it was just a show that the BBC did that had been around a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. 
No, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. No, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, and I think you know this. The BBC wants want it to be big again. I'm sure you know they they know. Well, the bottom line, they know the money making potential. They they know, you know, a hit is going to make them money and yeah. create good publicity for yeah. them. So yeah. I mean, I think everything's on its side, isn't it? I think you know, I it is. I, I think you, so you also have to consider. Stuff. You also have to consider now the fact that. Sony have got money behind it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so yeah. they're going to want it to be a hit as well. Yes. So yeah, 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 yeah. There's a part of the BBC that's always kind of looked down its nose at Doctor Who, but at mm. the same time, there's another part of the BBC that's always been extremely grateful for it for yeah. being the well, success exactly. that it's been and yeah. and for surviving as long as it have yes. it has and you know you, you you only have to keep looking at these polls you know oh what are the greatest bbc shows of all time and doctor who is always up there always yeah. in the top 10 yeah 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 you know even before the show came back yeah 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 when they so did popular. that, Always it popular. got mentioned. Yeah. Even even yeah. at times when when people, which is the reason why they never completely killed it off. No, when there was always this. Well, if we could bring back Doctor Who, couldn't we? Because people seem yeah. to like that, you know. And if done right, then well, it, it then was how to bring it back, wasn't it? And Russell T Davies worked out the way how to. And in a sense, maybe that's what he's doing again now. He's showing the BBC, well, this is how we bring it back again. You know, mm. this is how we renew it and. A bit of zest but the other, the other, the other thing, of course, is, is that Russell has not come back to just do what he did before again. No, precisely. There's going to be. A he's, lot go, of, he's, uh, he's going yeah. to be. He's going to come back and he's going to do something different with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But in the same time, he's going to. He's got to. He's got to keep it the same, but he's got to change it. He's got to change it. And I think, and again, talking about the longevity of this. He's got to create a blueprint or a formula that can be handed down to the next person who comes on because, in, I don't know, you, you want something that is going to be able to self-perpetuate itself. And maybe yes. the last five, six, seven years, something has gone slightly askew. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Russell T. Davis back in 2010 was happily saying, I'm sending Doctor Who off to the next showrunners, they'll carry it on. And not to be negative, I wonder whether part of him is coming back because he feels, OK, I've got to reset things, you know, or I, I'm, I need to rejiggle things here because he loves the I show. Think, I, think he's been, I think he's been concerned that, obviously, after him, there was Stephen Moffat, who had a proven track record. And then after yeah. him, there's been Chris Chibnall, who's got a proven, proven track record. And after Chris Chibnall... Uh, well, who is there who exactly. could possibly take over the show? Yeah. Yeah. Who's got a proven track record who yeah. would fit with what the show needs to be? So I think Russell's come back in. I don't think he's going to be the showrunner of Doctor Who as such for a very long period of time. No. Maybe one season, maybe two yeah, I, seasons. I, I, can't see him I think I think years. You know, I, I think I think he's going yeah. to he's going to basically sort of 
be a, an executive producer or an overriding sort of controller of the the Doctor Who empire, if you like, the Doctor yeah. Who universe. Yes. And he will recruit and promote people from within that to yeah. be the new showrunners. Yes. Yeah. For example, during the first season, if he's got somebody in mind, he can have somebody kind of sit along with him for the whole of the season, watching what he does. Yeah. Uh, learning the ropes so that they can, in a similar way that Barry Letts oversaw John Nathan John Turner's Turner. first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't, that's kind of doing it the other way around. That was John Nathan Turner taking over and Barry Letts sitting with him to make sure that it was, you know, <laughs> that, that he he had this experienced voice to, to call on. Yes. Whereas... Yeah. This is the other way around. This would yeah, be somebody yeah. coming along and learning as Russell went along. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're, we're not talking about people who are coming in completely fresh from the industry. We're talking about the the Peter Harnesses, the, the Jamie Mathesons, the people like that mm-hmm. who have got the potential to be a great showrunner yeah. or something. Yeah. And steering them through it. And so, that, and if he's got all these different shows potentially mm. coming up, and you create different showrunners for each show, yeah. suddenly you've got a pool of people who you can call on to take over the main show at any point. At any point, yeah, yeah. And I think so. I think what what he's effectively doing, he's coming back in to almost a future proof the show. Yeah, and to I make think sure that's what that we there's need. always going to be somebody yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, who can who can take the reins? Take the reins, and yeah. uh, and. Also, to you know, if if you are going to have a series, a, a, a number of different series, uh, then you're going to end up with new writers coming in, which gives you then a greater pool of writers to call on, if you want somebody to come in to to write something for the main show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As well as as well as potentially calling on people who've who've done it in the past. So, yeah. I think this is this is the intention. It, it's to it's to cement Doctor Who's position as not just one show yeah. but as yeah. a as a franchise almost Proper franchise and um, yeah that yeah keeps itself going yeah and yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and it can and it can self-sustain yeah once it gets past this this first phase mm. once you've got somebody else you know who can take who who you've you've uh, you've sort of steered through to a position where they can take the reins yeah uh, and then you've got you can if you've got all these other shows, then you can do the same thing with those. And then, like I say, then suddenly you've got any one of a number of four, five, six different people that you yeah. can call on if you want yeah. somebody to take over the, the running of the main show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. As well as well as uh, having things that appeal to all different types of people. So you've got things that are drawing the kids in that in itself as they grow up with that and they want to then experience the other shows then they'll grow up with that and then that will pass on then to the next bunch of kids that come in yeah. you know you keep the old fans happy because you've got the you've got the uh, the, the nostalgia things coming in and the continuity things and the, the you know the previous references and what have you you could you, you you just try and spread the net so you can catch everybody and bring everybody into it and I think that's that's probably what Russell's intention. Yeah, a little self-perpetuating. Yeah, yeah, it is to is to stop it from being something that well, okay, when this person's gone, what do we do now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do we, how yeah. do we how do we follow what they've done? How do we make that different? How do we do something when we're we're using all the same people 
to do the same thing. We can't. We need to have new people come in to do it. Who do we trust? I mm, don't know. Who is there out there who do that? Oh, I know. We've got all these other shows that we do, which are similar, where you can have somebody else come in and they can put their spin on it. And then suddenly yeah. off we go again. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. It's not it's not guaranteed that that's what's going to happen, but no, it, but it, it yes, does yeah. seem like a sense of doing it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Marvellous. There right. we go. <laughs> well, I, th I think I think we've we've solved it. So <laughs> now our job is done we can go <laughs> so i hope you i hope you were able to stick with us for all of that listeners but that's that's what we think so we well, will we see you release for, this for chunks until the, the anniversary episode appears can't we really you know well, yes yeah 10 minute segments yeah next 15 52 weeks exactly <laughs> <laughs> were we correct uh, who knows yeah who knows well by the time this goes out yeah. who knows we might know everything so it might be irrelevant <laughs> uh, anyway listeners thank you for sticking with us uh, and we will see you again in the not too distant future for something else the next announcement probably <laughs> There's yes. probably, probably going to be a Saturday morning now. There's probably going to be one in about 12 hours now, you know. Or, there could be. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, in all honesty, you know, we haven't had Bernard Cribbins announced. We haven't had Rachel Talladay announced. No. So those, uh, that could be that could be the next one. Yeah. Either of those could be the next one. As, as yeah, easily. I, I, I think there's a pattern forming. I think we're going to have a few little uh, treats in store, aren't we? Yeah. You know, I'm wondering if part of this, you know, isn't Russell T. Davis thinking to himself, we've had very little publicity for the show in the recent past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Chris, Chib and Chris yeah. Chibnall, Chris Chibnall isn't there anymore. Yeah. So if if we want what we do to be successful, we maybe want to keep this in the public eye until exactly. Jody yeah. goes. Yeah. And then. You know, he, he, he one of his comments recently was, oh, you know, we, I, I don't want to bombard you with stuff right now because but to trust me, by next year, you'll be fed up with me, implying yeah. that he's going to be all over this like a, exactly. like a bad smell. <laughs> and that, that was that was Shooter's casting. And since then, there's been two other big announcements, haven't there? You know, so, I mean, he's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's playing this. He knows what he's doing. I'm sure he does. He's, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's, he's not just a show. He's not just a show. And he's, he's a showman. He's a well. showman. He, he is. Yeah. He, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't just come along and go. Well, hello, everybody. We're doing this. Yeah. You know, he yeah. comes in and he's big and he's bold and he's bombastic yeah. with it yeah. and he's enthusiastic. Yeah. You know, and and that in itself, you know, helps. He knows. He he, he knows what he's. He's been doing this a long time now. He yeah. knows what he's. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's a fantastic producer. He's not always the best of writers i know by the time when we got to the end of his run i was actually looking forward to somebody else coming yeah. in because yeah. it was like okay we're kind of this is mm, yeah you know it's there was always great stuff coming out but yes. then there was also a lot of stuff that was a little bit was getting a bit middling yeah and you're always yeah. going to get that throughout you know it's the same with moffat you know oh, yeah. moffat yeah, yeah. was 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 phenomenal throughout his entire run and he produced some of the best stories the show's ever ever seen yeah but there also came a time when you thought, yeah, we need somebody new in now. It is, it, uh, it's hopefully, hopefully we'll happen. get that. I mean, it has to happen. I mean, and you just know within, 
you know, within two or three months, well, probably two or three weeks of RTD being back in control and his shows airing, people are going to be slagging it to the wind, aren't they? You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, they'll be. It's I, funny, you know, I really miss Chris Chibnall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's never, it's never going to change. We, we, we do need constant reinvent. We need regeneration all the time, don't we? That's the thing. It's, you know, that's what Doctor Who's all about. The yeah, I mean, a number of fantastic ideas throughout the show's history, but regeneration probably has to be the main one because without it, the show would not have continued mm-hmm. past the Hartnell era. Yeah, it would yeah. literally have stopped. Yeah, yeah, there exactly. wouldn't have been anything to continue it going. So, no. so, and and that's something that now has become synonymous with the show, not just from the lead actor, but from the show itself. It regenerates so itself yes. every few yeah. years exactly. and yeah. becomes something slightly different. And, yeah. and it, it has to continue to do that. Fundamentally staying the same, but always changing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That's a nice summation. What we have to do <laughs> is fundamentally stop. Yeah. <laughs> every time yeah. we go, right, we're stopping now, listeners, and then we keep going a bit longer. <laughs> I need the so, toilet. No, this is... Yeah, you and me both. So, right, so this is it, listeners. This really is it. We're going. Goodbye. (laughs) See you soon, Miles. Cheers. Take care. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So, there you have it, listeners. Did you agree with it? It was quite good, wasn't it, Nick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm beginning to regret asking now. Crikey. Right, anyway, that was it for this week, listeners. We will be back again in uh, a week or so's time with something else. Uh, There's something else potentially in the pipeline. But if not, we have a contingency plan in place as to as to what to put out. So we'll see you then in in a few weeks time. Uh, Who knows? There could be another announcement before then. And then we end up doing another one of these. It seems to be happening quite regularly. We have since uh, we recorded this. Uh, we've had the announcement of Neil Patrick Harris coming into the show, so that's exciting. And and if something else comes out, we will probably do another one of these and talk about that as well. But um, definitely, there will be something coming up in in a, a week or so's time, one, two, three weeks, something like that. We will be back soon, so we'll see you then. Cheerio. Blech. So it looks like it's uh, you, me, and Sue at the very least. Well, that's good because we haven't seen anything, so Sue can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be a long one. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no. <laughs> I think Nick's hosing something down. Um, I messaged him. That's my soda stream. <laughs> getting busy with the fizzy. Eh? I'm getting busy with the fizzy. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Just say it's 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 not going to be a long one because there isn't really that much to discuss. And we are not going to go rambling on about everything no. tonight. <laughs> okay. so, it's cheese. Is it cheese? Okay. Uh, this will get his attention. And I'm sure. I want to live in Sue's world. <laughs> in a sense. Oh, no, you do not. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, him having to sacrifice himself for. Um, Donna and Wilf and, oh, hey, Presto, you know, another spoiler. Mr. Cribbins has been seen, hasn't he, in a wheelchair? Yeah, that was the spoiler that I was going to give the spoiler announcement for. Oh, OK, we'll go back. Leave that bit. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> here on BBC One. A very good night. Good night.